Welcome to the Abbot Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. Jesus, our Good Shepherd, gives us in today's gospel a checklist for being a good sheep. My sheep hear my voice. That means, first of all, we hear the commandments, all that our Lord asks of us, and we spend our lives striving generously to keep those commandments. But it also means, on a deeper level, listening, being quiet, becoming still, because we can't hear the voice of our shepherd if we are doing all the talking. So my sheep listen to my voice. My sheep pray. And when they pray, they listen. By the way, all the great mystical doctors of the church, when they were asked by uh, people who were wondering how they were doing in their life of prayer, they would always give them this rule of thumb. Your prayer is genuine if you are growing in the life of virtue. Are you getting better at keeping the commandments? That's a sign that what's happening in your prayer is good, that you are really listening to the Lord. And we want to listen deeply because there are so many noises in the world around us, so many distractions, and they come to our time of prayer, as we all know. But we want to rest in the arms of our Lord from our cares and anxieties. It's no accident that the Good Shepherd, according to the great psalm, leads us to green pastures where he gives us repose. That's rest. He leads me near restful waters to revive my drooping spirit. When we pray, we have an opportunity to listen and to rest in the Lord. As St. Teresa would put it, let nothing trouble you. Let nothing frighten you. Just listen to him. Then he goes on in our checklist for a good sheep. He says, he says, the good shepherd, I know them. When we go before the Lord at the end of time, at the end of our time, will he say, I know you, I know you well? Or will we hear those terrifying words, I know you not? I know my sheep, 
which indicates that we are daily and generously giving our heart to him, keeping our relationship at the heart and the center of our lives, making it a focus, seeking first the kingdom of God. So God really knows, our shepherd really knows us well because we keep giving our heart back to the one who gave everything for us. And he goes on, and they follow me. Now, a shepherd directs, guides, leads, shows the way. We need a shepherd. We can't do it on our own. If we try to follow our own way, it's going to lead to destruction. But a shepherd loves his sheep, and he wants to bring them to those green and restful pastures. So we have to follow. And when our Lord says, they follow me, we can ask ourselves the question, am I absolutely certain and aware, or do I at least strive for that awareness each day that I am on a journey? This world is not my home. It's a temporary home. But I'm, I'm on a journey to my heavenly homeland. The green pastures that the Good Shepherd is leading us to, those restful waters, are the, are the green pastures of heaven and the fountain of life that will never, ever dry up in eternal life. So are we very much aware and do we strive very much to be aware that we are following behind our shepherd who leads us to our true home. It's very important. So many people don't think about heaven ever. If I didn't think about heaven, I think I would just end it all. I mean, what, what would be the point if there's no heaven, if there's no true homeland, if our heart can't long for what we were made for, then he says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. So he is making it clear to us that he, the shepherd, is leading us to eternity. It's his gift. He wants to give it to us. We just have to keep following behind him. St. Augustine says at the very end of the city of God, his final quotation, there he says, in heaven, of course, he's speaking of, of eternal life, there we shall rest and see. See and praise, praise and love. And finally, on the checklist, the Good Shepherd says, no one can take them out of my hand. Is my hand holding on tightly to the hand of my Good Shepherd? Am I holding on for dear life to that hand that alone can lead me and guide me to where I want to go? The best way 
to keep my hand in the hand of the Lord is to be a man, a woman of prayer. Every time we pray, we tighten our grasp on the hand of the Good Shepherd. Our Holy Father St. Augustine says that when we pray, we're not praying because God needs to hear what we have to say. He knows it already. But let's keep saying what we need to say. But he says the, the deeper reason that we pray and that we pray every day and that we pray often is to exercise our desire for God, to keep that desire alive so that we will continue to hold on to the hand of our Good Shepherd. In the face of everything that is thrown at us. Now it is the month of Our Lady, and it's good for us to remember that through the centuries we have learned the secret of keeping our hand in the hand of the Good Shepherd is to entrust ourselves to Mary, because she takes our hand and places it in the hand of her Son, and she holds those two hands together. She does not let our hands slip out if we entrust ourselves to her. Let us remember that today. And especially let us remember that before we go to Holy Communion. Every time we receive Holy Communion, we receive a foretaste of the green pastures of heaven, of all the joy of the saints above. And so it's important for us to say, Mother, Give me your heart. Give me your heart so that when I go forward at the time of Holy Communion, I can receive your divine Son, the Good Shepherd, with all the love, adoration, thanksgiving, and devotion with which you received him, that I can hold him close as you held him close and never let go. And speaking of mothers, I would like to end with a beautiful quotation about mothers from Cardinal Menzenti. Mothers, by the way, are the first good shepherds in our life. They shepherd us into this world, and they shepherd us into the hands of the good shepherd. I entered St. Michael's Priory in those days in 1975, six weeks after Cardinal Menzenti died. And the year before that, he had visited St. Michael's and celebrated Mass on the old property and also given out the diplomas for graduation. Cardinal Menzenti, I I know this when I walked onto the, the grounds of that little priory, his name was on everyone's lips. There were seven Hungarian fathers all in the prime of their foundational years, and they were all talking about Cardinal Menzenti. He was their hero, their champion against atheistic communism. He gave them hope, and they were his teachers in Hungary. The Norbertine fathers were his teachers. His favorite teacher in his whole educational career was the last abbot of our mother abbey in Chorna, who sent our seven fathers here to found St. Michael's. So we have a very close connection to 
venerable Cardinal Menzenti, whose anniversary of death passed a few days ago on May the 6th. And so he says a beautiful thing about mothers, and I want to conclude with that, and I just want to remind us all in this very uh, challenging and yet wonderful time in which we live, that perhaps no one more than a mother stands in the breach between a civilization of love and a civilization of death. Here's Cardinal Manzenti on mothers. The most important person on earth is a mother. She cannot claim the honor of having built Notre Dame Cathedral. She need not. She has built something more magnificent than any cathedral, a dwelling for an immortal soul, the tiny perfection of her baby's body. The angels have not been blessed with such a grace. They cannot share in God's creative miracle to bring new saints to heaven. Only a human mother can. Mothers are closer to God the Creator than any other creature. God joins forces with mothers in performing this act of creation. What on God's good earth is more glorious than this, to be a mother.